negativity, judgment, hate, illness, death. Life can be overwhelming at times, but what if I tell you that there's a safe space you can escape to? A house where you'll get your weekly shot of extra love. Are you ready to tune in? Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. Yes, it's the weekend, and that means a new episode of Let Love Rule the Feel Better podcast with us, the Branson Brothers. Yeah, Andy and me are here to give you an extra shot of love, some positivity, some uplifting energy, and inspirational uh, motivation and motivational inspiration. And we're still doing this from one of our favorite spots in the world, Bali. This week, we have a better report about random acts of kindness and a new online initiative to keep count of all of this. In What Would Love Do, we talk about bullying Keaton Jones and his mom and his dad. And in What We Love, we're breaking bad. Of course, we're gonna flip a love song for you. And further, we asked comedian Shannon Bobo from LA to give her take on love, unconditional love, pure love, and fish love. Fish love? <laughs> yes, fish love. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because it's time. Are you ready to tune in? I am. <laughs> Good. Let's start off with uh, the better report. Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Today, let's talk about a rabbit. Yes, a rabbit. And other acts of kindness. Instead of pulling a rabbit out of a hat, he pulled one out of a California wildfire. It happened on Highway 1 when this unidentified man got out of his car to try and rescue a panicked rabbit. The man seemed to panic, frantically gesturing as he watched the bunny heading into the flames, practically begging it to come to him. Finally getting down on his knees and reaching for the wild rabbit, at last managing to scoop it up. The accolades on social media started breeding like rabbits. And just like that, my faith in humanity is restored, read a typical tweet. From zero to crying in 0.2 seconds, read another. Some tweeted on behalf of their pets. Our bunny and kitty approve of this young man. There was the occasional naysayer. Wild animals do not need to be saved from fires, argued a writer for Slate, saying the man could have been injured as well as anyone who had to come to his rescue. But most paid tribute. Bunnies need heroes too. They have one in this man. Adding to the halo around this guy is the fact that he declined the photographer's request for an on-camera interview. As one poster put it, and he didn't want to be on camera in L.A.? Obviously, this is Jesus himself in shorts and a hoodie. Yeah, kindness is a beautiful thing. It's heartwarming, and we can have enough of that around. So, we from Let Love Rule applaud every new act of kindness. In this better report, we want to applaud the members of a new social media initiative called Helpymeter. 
Well, I started using Healthy Meter because I wanted to get more involved in my community and help some people in need, but I didn't know how. So a friend told me about Healthy Meter and it showed me some ways that I could directly get involved. I have like a meter. Every time I do something nice or I see my friends are doing something nice, I can give them a healthy. And the more healthies you get, your meter, it's going up here. And so right now I have 212 points. Well, it's a social media platform, so I get to see what other people are doing. Acts of kindness and doing fun things which are nice to other people. And that's fun because if I like something, I can give them a healthy. Or if I'm doing something, I can share it in my feed. And when people like what I'm doing, they give me a healthy. So I see that my friends are giving out free hugs in Paris and I'm basically sharing that so other people can go join them and we can make a difference in the community today. And another cool feature is that we can actually make an impact and donate to charities and social causes of your choosing um, simply by watching some promotional videos and things on Healthy Meter. Um, we can actually funds get sent to charities based on that time that you spend. And that's really cool because I can also do that on my phone while I'm waiting for my coffee or waiting for a client or something like this. It feels really good to be a part of a community. And the more you do of a shared cause, you know, so the more you are involved in something shared with other people, um, it feels really great because you feel good inside and you feel like you're making a difference. So since I started using Healthy Meter, I feel that I'm more useful and I'm making the world a slightly better place. So I think if more people join and we work together, we can make the world a vastly better place. We contacted a couple of members of this new social network and asked them about their acts of kindness. Flora, what's your story? So this happened in the Philippines. I was walking in the street eating something because I was so hungry. And then a girl uh, aged 10 asked me, do you have money? And I told her, I'm sorry, I, I don't have money. Well, of course, it was a lie. I have money, but I don't want to give her anything. Because for me, it's not good to give kids in the street money because they could spend it in drugs and cigarettes. So I prefer actually giving kids food. That's when she looked at my food and she said, can I have your food? And I, you know, I smiled and I said, of course, you can have my food. Here it is. And then she looked at me smiling and then there were kids as well with her, you know, younger than her. And she said, looking at them and, hey, I have food here. We can share this. And, you know, her action just blown me away. She's like, wow, she, you know, she was hungry. She wants to eat. And I'm sure in her mind, she was probably thinking, you know, uh, I'm very hungry, probably she just want to eat all of that. But she chose something different. And that was, you know, she was so unselfish. She thought about the kids with her. And that act that she did just want me to do more than what she asked for. That, that, that's beautiful. So, so then what you do? I actually extended it saying we could meet for, you know, for the coming week and, you know, spend time learning, reading, drawing and because I want to empower them. I want to empower them with a very basic foundation of actually allowing them to move their life 
into something else and that is educating them how to read and how to write. Yeah, education is key. So, um, what did you learn from this experience? Right now in a world, it's like we always say we don't have enough resources, but actually we have enough resources when we learn how to share, how to share what we want and we just don't keep that to ourselves. That was Floor from Healthy Mirror. And if you want to be part of Healthy Meter and spread and share your kindness to inspire others, please do. Go to healthymeter.com and sign up. Or you could just do something small in your local supermarket, like this lady did. I'm just working today, Christmas Eve. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And a customer comes and gets me and tells me that there is a young man who is stealing stuff. And he has his pockets bulging and... and tells me what he looks like and I go out and I see him of course and he's got stuff bulging out of his pant pockets and his sweatshirt and I approached him and said you know do you need help with anything are you doing okay and he said yeah yeah and he didn't he just looked distraught and he started for the door and I said I said sir please don't leave and he walked out the door so I followed him to the sidewalk and I thought, okay, you're not supposed to follow him any farther than that. So I, I, I stopped, and then I went around the corner, and he was standing in his uh, next to the his truck. So I went to take a picture of his license plate, and he said, he stood in front. He came back and stood in front of it, and he said, um, he said, please don't do that. Please don't do that. And I said, well, I'm gonna call. I said, I will call the police if you don't give me my merchandise back. I said, I don't care about what's going on. I said, just give me my merchandise back. And he said, will you please not call the police? And I said, if you bring it in and you let me have the merchandise, then we'll call it even. And he said, okay. He said, but can we do it someplace where people don't stare at me? And I said, sure, we'll go over in the corner. So I went over there and he started, I got two baskets and he started pulling out merchandise. And he pulled out toys and candy and Christmas items and bows and tape and a couple little decorations and I said is this stuff for your kids for Christmas and he he teared up and he said yeah I don't have any money to get him anything and I said how many kids do you have and he said three and he said well I have two but I'm also taking care of my nephew I said okay so he stepped he kept pulling things out and I had two basket carry baskets full and I said okay follow me and he, and he just kind of looked at me funny but he followed me up and I had I went up to the checkouts and I had Sue at the checkouts um, ring everything up for him and I said I'm gonna get this stuff for you because I don't want you to go to jail on Christmas Eve I don't want your kids to be devastated that you're not there for Christmas and I don't want you to go to another store and 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 get yourself in trouble I just don't want that to happen and I, I was fine I didn't cry or anything I was so I was so calm and then he went over and sat down by the window and he started to cry. So we rang him up and it was about $75 worth. And then a lady behind him, I don't think she knew really what was going on, but she said, do you need some other things? And he said, no. And he was crying. He said, no, I I'm fine. And she, she took him into the store. She said, let's go buy some, let's go, let's go look, let's go buy some other things. I don't know how much she ended up buying for him, but she went through and she got him some things and when that young man left his arms were full of packages and wrapping paper and he came over and 
I didn't want to be there when he left because I didn't want to make a big scene about it, make him feel bad. But he came over to the office and he knocked on the door and he was crying and he said, thank you so much for doing this for me. He said, I can't believe this has happened. And his name is Sean. And I said, Sean, please, I said, please don't do anything on Christmas Eve to go to jail. I said, just go home and wrap your gifts. And I had a $25 gift card in my in my purse for a friend for uh, Walmart. And I said, I said one more thing. I said, I gave him a gift card and I said, go to Walmart and get you some something for Christmas dinner. I said, I don't know what your situation is, but surely you can pick up something. And he cried and he left. He said, I just can't believe this is happening. And he left. Merry Christmas. You're listening to Let Love Rule. Branson Brothers. If you have listened to episode number eight, then you know that Annie and me spend the week at the Bali silent retreat in Tabanan. That was such a retreat for us. <laughs> yes, it was a treat. And we had such an amazing time with not talking for a week, Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the podcast is uh, still up there, so go check it out if you haven't yet. Yeah, it's on iTunes or on SoundCloud or on Stitcher, on, on TuneIn. Just, it's all over there. We put it out there for you. Now, um, at the retreat, we got to spend some time in their beautiful library. And there were tons of spiritual books there, but we both got lost in the biography section. Uh, Andy, what, what did you read? Oh, I, I picked up uh, a biography of singer Morrissey. And yeah, I, I, I read a, bi- a biography of Brian Cranston. Who? Well, the guy you know from Distune. It's that amazing TV show called Breaking Bad from AMC. Now, it turns out Brian Cranston worked really, really hard to land this acclaimed role of Walter White and the following and well-deserved Emmy Awards. It wasn't the first time Brian played a father on the show. My name is Malcolm. You want to know what the best thing about childhood is? Huh, look at this. They're sending an unmanned probe to Venus and letting a bunch of schoolchildren name it. Well, that's gonna end badly. And maybe you know him also from his role as a dentist in Seinfeld. Cheryl, would you ready the nitrous oxide, please? (laughs) (laughs) Or from The X-Files, where his head exploded. You and me were just some kind of government guinea pigs. You think the government did this to you? Hell yeah, who else? You see it all the time on the TV. But he also did a lot of commercials in his early days, like this one. Now you can relieve inflamed hemorrhoidal tissue with the oxygen action of Preparation H. It accelerates absorption of pure oxygen to help shrink swelling of inflamed hemorrhoidal tissue, as it often relieves pain and itch for hours. Preparation H with oxygen action. And this one. I never thought I'd like it. Then one night I was working late, needed a cup of coffee, no milk around. Just coffee made. I knew plenty of guys around the office used it all the time, so I gave it a shot. You know, it makes coffee taste creamy, rich, the whole bit. Now I know why those guys like coffee made instead of milk. Makes coffee taste great. And I never believed it. Coffee made from Carnation. Don't doubt it. Try it. We really, really love Brian because his book is so well written. Well, it was a conversation with my my editor, Shannon Welch, who thought we should probably start with something 
uh, dealing with Breaking Bad because the majority of people, I think, are going to be interested in that. We did the book mostly chrono chronologically, and so naturally Breaking Bad would, would have been all in the latter part of the books. The episode that, that leads off my book um, was talking about the inherent risk involved in it, emotional risk, where it was the, it was the scene where Jane dies um, from being strung out on heroin. She chokes on her own vomit and Walt is there and could possibly save her and through an act of omission, he doesn't. So I wrote down a bunch of thoughts beforehand reasons to save her, reasons to let her die kind of thing. And one of the reasons that I wrote down reasons to save her was that she's a young girl. She, she, could, she could be my daughter, right? And at one point, Kristen Ritter, the actor played Jane, um, her face just kind of became neutralized. And all of a sudden, what emerged was the face of my real daughter, Taylor. And I saw her choking to death in front of my eyes and that scares you. I mean, it frightens you. For years, I've been more than willing to be open and vulnerable and willing to open up the, the vault of your emotions and allow anyone to see me as I really am. And that's the only way to be. I didn't want to write this book and withhold anything. What's the point? Oh, I couldn't imagine anyone else reading my own words. <laughs> You know, I, that being said, I found it difficult um, because I can hear myself and I would hear a word in a sentence and I go, no, I, I want to do that sentence over. I love stories. To be told a story that I have no connection to and, and perhaps no knowledge of the subject, I'm, I'm in. If the writing is good, the writing is good. A good story is a good story, whether it's on Audible or whether it's in printed form. Um, and sometimes, you know, um, I think, I think audibly is sometimes the best way. Actually, Vince Gilligan, award-winning creator of Breaking Bad, said, if I had known he could write so well, I would have let him work on episodes of Breaking Bad. And these episodes are so very well crafted by the writer's team. Oh yeah, I mean, Brian Cranston is a gifted writer. Hi, this is Brian Cranston, the author and narrator of a new audiobook called A Life in Parts. If I didn't do my own audiobook, I would like Aaron Paul to read it because I know that throughout he would put an impromptu, impulsive, yo, bitch, in there somewhere. And I think that might be fun. In the book Life in Parts, he shares his secret to success. After some hardship, many jobs, and hard life lessons, this is what it bottles down to for him. I will pursue something that I love and hopefully become good at it, instead of pursuing something that I'm good at, but don't love. Now, that's great advice. That's kind of what we do. Yeah, that's what we do with Let Love Rule. We pursue what we love, and we try to become really, really good at it for you. John F. Kennedy has been struck down by the foulest deed of our time. He's gone. Now, the last chapter in this uh, insightful biography is about the play uh, LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson. <laughs> Whatever happens, you don't quit. It's time to act. Stand up! Politics is war. You're not running for office. You're running for your life. He decided as often in his career to do something completely different. 
And this looked easier in the beginning than it turned out. He had to get into the character of the late president and learn tons and tons of lines. The first week he was ready to give up. The second week he called his wife saying, I got headache, I can't do this anymore. I want to, you know, get out of this. But in the end he pulled through, luckily for him, because success and Tony Awards follow. He's so dedicated to what he loves. Yeah, and that's why we love Brian Cranston so much. So if you're a fan of Breaking Bad or his other work, definitely pick up Life in Parts. Brian Cranston will give you inspiration to pull through in whatever you're working on yourself. So we say thank, thank you, you Brian. Brian. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do. Video of a weeping child speaking out about being mercilessly bullied is breaking hearts across America today. Time for What Would Love Do? And this week we serve up a grueling dilemma that starts off as a feel-good story. They make fun of my nose, they call me ugly, they say I have no friends. And 11-year-old Keaton Jones is speaking out for the first time since that video went viral to WVLT-TV in Knoxville, Tennessee. I've been bullied most of my life. Uh, it really hit drastically in third grade, and it's been awful ever since then. What'd they do to you at lunch? Put milk on me and put hand down my clothes, threw bread at me. Keaton's poignant video was posted by his mom, Kimberly, and brought a tidal wave of love and support. Justin Bieber posted this. We're all rooting for you and we're all cheering you on. Katy Perry wrote, this broke my heart today. Demi Lovato tweeted, Keaton, baby, just know that you are not alone. The entire University of Tennessee football team has offered to eat lunch with Keaton tomorrow in the school lunchroom where he was bullied. Keaton smiled broadly thinking about all that support, including an invitation from Captain America himself, actor Chris Evans, who invited him to next year's Avengers premiere. Keaton Jones was inundated with support from celebrities after a video of him tearfully talking about being bullied at school went viral. The video, which was posted on the now-deleted Facebook page, had been viewed more than 22 million times and prompted like an outpouring of support from some of the world's biggest stars. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Phil, Donald Trump Jr. and Justin Bieber reached out to Keaton on social media. First of all, Keaton, I just want to say you are a legend you're a beast, you're a boss, you're an icon. But I just want to say you're inspiring so many people um, with your message and your authenticity. This feel-good story was tainted overnight when disturbing Facebook posts from Keaton's mom, Kimberly, came to life. But with a spotlight on Keaton's family, his mom is under fire for posing with a Confederate flag on social media. Her daughter Lakin tweeted, To those who think my mother is a racist, she is not. She is a Southern woman who loves where she is from. This is about bullying my brother, not her. This bullied kid remains a hero and has this message for bullied kids everywhere. It's gonna get better. I promise that it'll get better. Why do my joy in taking innocent people and finding a way to make me do? Not okay. Social media went wild and people started to write and say negative stuff about this story, the mom, and the 11-year-old boy. All right, hey guys, this is Isabel, and I just wanted to, like, just talk for a minute because I'm actually, like, really heated right now, and I cannot believe that 
people fell for this and even I fell for it and I'm just kind of pissed off in the moment and I just want to just post this video and see what you guys, if any of you guys agree with me or disagree with me and why. But um, this whole Keaton story is insane. I remember watching the video yesterday and I... I was like bawling into tears. Like I felt so sorry for this kid because you know, we've all been bullied. I've been bullied before. I've had people say some nasty things to me. And then I found out that Keaton was calling people the N word and saying racial stuff. And you can have your opinion on whether or not he said it or not. But whether he said it or not, his family is in a bunch of pictures posing with confederate flags and little guns, and they're smiling, like they're so happy, and here his sister is on Twitter, like, saying, oh my god, like, he never said that, like, he would never say that, but, like, okay, maybe he never said that, but, like, here he is posing with the confederate flag, the entire family, and they're like, no, like, we don't condone that behavior, but it's on camera. I don't know. This is so crazy. I don't even know what to say. I just wanted to get that off my mind. Let me guys, let me know what you guys thought because I, I just don't even know what to think anymore. So at first, the question for the segment of the show was what would love to do with bullies and bullying? We thought that would be a, a good topic. But now the dilemma is more what would love to do with his mom? And, and, and who's that for all that matters? Yeah, of course. And, and there's still young Keaton in the middle of all of this. So the internet was quite harsh at times. And on Monday, December 11, stars like Billy Eichner, um, Patton Oswalt, John Mayer and more reacted to the controversial photos that were reportedly found on Kimberly's Facebook page. Well, I'm inviting Keaton to the Golden Globes and making him sit with the cast of Get Out, Eichner tweeted. Keaton didn't get to choose the family that raised and shaped him, you smug goal. Comedian Oswald Patton responded to a Twitter user who asked whether he would continue to support Keaton. How about showing him that people of all races and creeds can come together? Change things maybe? Show him a better world? Keaton's a little kid, Oswald wrote to another user. His family hasn't allowed him any real perspective yet. Sports Center host Jamili Hill, who invited Keaton to ESPN, wrote, I've seen her posts, and if true, I'd say there's potential for a great teachable moment here. My offer for Keaton to visit ESPN stands because what happened to him was cruel. That said, this is a stark example of selective empathy. Now, what would love do? Love would partly write what Joseph Lamb wrote. Now, who is this Joseph Lamb? Uh, well, he was so moved by Keaton's story and video that he set up a GoFundMe page, which received more than $50,000 in donations before he paused that effort after Kimberly Jones' racist Facebook posts were revealed. He addressed the controversy by writing, This is not about the mom. As many of you know, I pause the donations as well as the comments. As I sit back and read these comments and watch the video again, I feel I have to make this update. This is not about the mom. However, passing judgment on her before you know her is a form of bullying. Condemnation before evaluation is the ultimate form of ignorance. I can't even say for sure that any of what's being said is true. I don't know the family personally and never claim to have known them. This is about a kid who's been bullied and not just one kid, Keaton. There are many unspoken cases about kids being bullied. We have to be the voice for the voiceless. In the video, I saw a kid crying, not just for himself, but for others. To me, that's a kid with a heart of gold and deserves praise. Nice, I'm agreeing. And uh, we would like to add the following. The mother has been a kid also. Uh, the dad also. 
So I guess love would add to all of this that the mom and the dad, the family, if they are racist, um, they are also victim. You see, we're all uh, the product of what we've been taught by our parents, society, religion, friends, government, experiences, etc. And I know it's never an excuse, but if someone is behaving badly, uh, if someone is breaking bad, there's always something in his or her life in the past that wasn't that great either. It's that obnoxious, vicious circle. And, and it's one we should break with love and not with anger or judgment. Love is always the answer. Yeah, it's true, Andy. But um, also true, people who need it the most are the ones who are hardest to love, unfortunately. Now let's end with deal here. I have no doubt his mother's probably a racist. But you know what? Maybe the acts of compassion that have been shown to him by people of all different colors and places around the country might change him. Maybe it's too late for her. Maybe it might change him. And even if it doesn't, even if he grows on and becomes the worst kind of racist, he still at that moment was a human being who deserved compassion. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. Did you hear Annie and me singing hello from Lionel Richie last week? Oh, you should. It was so awkward. I can't sing. No, no, it was beautiful, Andy. Together we made it work. Um, I'm very proud of you. Anyhow, uh, let's activate some more self-love today. Uh, yeah, let's do it. It's so easy to do. Step one, pick your all-time favorite love song, the one that you used to sing for someone else. Step two, look up the lyrics online. Step three, flip it and reverse it. Change all the yous into me's and the yours into mine and so on. And then take a mirror and sing this song to yourself. Yeah, just like Chris Pierce did. Chris Pierce, friend of the show and also responsible for part of the soundtrack of Superwise Me, Law of the Heart, the documentary that I produced in 2009. Um, Chris Pierce, he just recorded uh, a new album actually, which is called You Got To Have It. And that one is recorded in the Muscle Shoals Studios in Alabama, together with uh, the legendary Swampers, the Muscle Shoals Horns, and the Shoals Sisters. Now, we asked him to take part in this Flippin' the Love Song Challenge, and he came up with uh, <laughs> this classic, Jackie Wilson's Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher. And once flipped and reversed, it becomes My Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher. Have a listen. Here's Chris Spears. My love is lifting me higher Than I've ever been lifted before So keep it up, quench my desire I'll be at my side forevermore my love keeps lifting me, it keeps on lifting me, lifting me higher and higher. My love keeps lifting me, keeps on lifting me, lifting me higher and higher. Oh, higher and higher, my love keeps lifting in me higher and higher wow, wow. <laughs> chris spears the man he's got a voice oh. and and he's he's 
all is one big bundle of love at the same time. So we absolutely love him. Here we should do what we love on Chris Pierce. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we will. That's a, that's a great idea, Andy. We should. We should actually. Yeah, let's do it soon. And, and if you also feel like sharing your self-love with all of us, please do inspire the world. Mail your flippin' the love song to the Branson Brothers at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'll play it in one of the next episodes of Let Love Rule. Self-love is the best, and it all starts from there. Because you can love another if you don't don't love love yourself. yourself. You're listening to Let Love Rule with the Branson Brothers. In this part of the show, we want to inspire you with the topic of love. So, we asked a couple of stand-up comedians on Instagram to send in their point of view on love, pure love, self-love, unconditional love, and fish love. Fish love, you ask? Love is a word that, in our culture, has almost lost its meaning. There's a very interesting story about the Rebbe of Kotsk, who came across a young man who was clearly enjoying a dish of fish that he was eating. And he said, uh, young man, why are you eating that fish? And the young man says, because I love fish. He says, oh, you love the fish? That's why you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. He said, don't tell me you love the fish. You love yourself. And because the fish tastes good to you, therefore you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. So much of what is love, right, is fish love, right? And so, young couple falls in love. Young man and young woman fall in love. What does that mean? That means that he saw in this woman someone who he felt could provide him with all of his physical and emotional needs. And she saw in this man somebody she feels that she can write. That was love, right? But each one is looking out for their own needs. It's not love for the other. The other person becomes a vehicle for for my gratification. Too much of what is called love is fish love. An external love is not on what I'm going to get, but what I'm going to give. We had an ethicist, Rabbi Dessler, who said the people make a serious mistake in thinking that you give to those whom you love. And the answer is, the real answer is, you love those to whom you give. And his point is, if I give something to you, I've invested myself in you, right? And since self-love is a given, everybody loves themselves, now that part of me has become in you, right, there's part of me in you that I love. Right? So true love is a love of giving, not a love of receiving. That was Rabbi Abraham Tversky. And here's Shannon Bobo sharing her take on love and fish love. Hello, I am Shannon Bobo. I live in Los Angeles, California. I am a comic and, um, you know, just kind of free-flowing spirit, as I like to say. I don't. I have many titles, and I don't even know where to begin as far as my titles and everything. But what I can tell you is that I am here to talk about the subject of love. Lynn Branson asked me to do what I felt my take was on love. Love, self-love, unconditional love, pure love. And he said, fish love. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I'm just going to go ahead and start by saying that the first form of love has absolutely got to be self-love. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you expect anybody to love you if you don't love you? That's why I'm always baffled. I'm like, 
I just want them to like me. I want them to like me. I'm like, it doesn't sound like you like yourself. So the first type of love is is absolutely got to be self-love. I feel like that's like the foundation, no matter what is going through, no matter what, who you're dealing with, no matter what situation you're in. And you could tell when somebody really loves themselves because it's based on how they show up and like how life unfolds for them. Like you could tell people who love their job, usually it comes back to self-love. Somebody who's like in love with their partner, their friends and everything, again, goes back to self-love. How somebody treats their animal, that goes back to self-love. So I feel like self-love is the foundation of um, any type of love that you're ever going to have. I think it's deeper than any love, like a mother and child love or how a father and a son may feel about each other. Like, I feel like the, it all has to start with self-love because I really do believe it contributes to how you're going to treat other people. And then that goes on to unconditional love. Now, <laughs> unconditional love is really funny to me because while you think that you can unconditionally love people, that doesn't mean you have to freaking like them. So, like, I have an unconditional love for quite a few people in my family, but I don't like some of them. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, sometimes I'd be looking like, wow, I wouldn't even treat a stranger. I wouldn't even say what you just said to a stranger that you just said to me. I, Shannon, as your sister. I, Shannon, as your daughter. I, Shannon, as your cousin. You know, I wouldn't even say that to somebody, a stranger. But to have an unconditional love for people like despite themselves is like another like i f- i feel like it goes hand in hand with self love like self love is first and then unconditional love it d- it teaches you especially when you're going through some stuff with family or like relationships or anything like that you can love somebody despite how raggedy they're being man you are powerful that is unconditional love and again it goes back to self-love i'm telling you it has to do that i had a recent situation with my mother she's so funny she came out here to visit me and then she told me and i quote i would never understand how she feels because i've never given birth and i'm like shoot I was like, I know some wild animals that would treat their daughter better than you treat me, lady. So just don't tell me I don't know anything about love because I didn't have a baby. You don't have to physically give birth in order to be... You don't have to physically sperminate a woman in order to have a, um unconditional love for somebody. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be a father a physical father in order to have an unconditional love or a physical mother in order to have the unconditional love that a mother possess. Because like the way I feel about my animal, I have like this little Yorkie and people, everybody who sees me with this dog, they're like, oh my God, you feed her food the way you take care of her, the way you, you know, have a groomer come to the house, a groomer. Shoot, I could be barely paying rent that month, but the dog got groomed. It's like things like that. That's unconditional love. Taking care of my dog. She's she's going into her elder year. She's 14 and a half. Um, next year, she's having a quinceperro. If you're nice to me, I'll invite you. We'll see. Pure love. That's all love is. Love is pure. And love is just like something that you can't see or feel it's something that you feel like you can't see it but you can feel it so i think love in its very essence is just pure um fish love i don't know nothing about fish um i could tell you that i love the taste of fish um i've been a vegetarian for a very long time but i've been traveling in recent years and vegetarians aren't really they're kind of frowned upon in other regions of this world they're like bitch we got tomatoes what you want to eat like i don't know so it's been a few times where i'm like you know what i'm just gonna eat fish so every once in a while i eat fish and then when i'm eating that fish as a vegetarian as a um i used to be vegan um so when i'm eating that fish i'm just looking at that fish sometimes you know the other day it was like a catfish his eyes were still there and i was like oh my god i called him sam i say sam you know what thank you so much 
for loving me so much that you've given your body to nourish me and my friends right now. Thank you, Sam. And I felt like Sam, I felt like Sam was talking to me that night, but that's another story. And I promise drugs weren't involved because I don't do drugs, but sometimes I smoke a little weed, but whatever. Anyway, that is my take on on love all things love 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 um and it has to begin with self-love for sure thank you for tuning in hungry for more inspiration and motivation Head over to pureloveradio.com and grab your free copy of the introductory audiobook Superwise Me, Law of the Heart by Lynn Branson and Power of the Heart author-filmmaker Batiste de Papa. Want to meditate some more? Subscribe and get access to all of the Love Activation Meditation videos. That's www.pureloveradio.com for more wisdom and love. All right, Andy, we, we pulled through again. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Now, if you know somebody who can use a shot of love, please send them the link of this episode or another episode of Let Over Rule. Yeah, and spread the love. And next week, we're back here next weekend with more positivity, more uplifting energy, uh, more love, and inspirational motivation and motivational inspiration. That's right next week all that and more who doesn't need an extra shot of love bye heck i know i do bye